Pete Polinski. What's up? Out of all the E. Smith Award winners, you're the only person that has the word ski in your last name. When are you going to change that? <laughs> Talk to a lawyer right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Snowmass Extreme Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Hartman, but I'm better known as Tigger. El Tigre if you're speaking Spanish. This season, I spoke with E. Smith Award winners about life in Snowmass Village. So when did you move to Snowmass and why? Uh, I moved to Snowmass in 1991. Um, and I moved out here to become part of the mountains and enjoy this lifestyle. And I never went back. Did you come out to be an instructor or just to... Actually, in my high school yearbook, this, there's like a little section that's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to move to Colorado and teach skiing. Really? Yes. That's in the yearbook. Absolutely. So you moved in 1991. Yep. How many years have you been here? Well, I had a short momentary lapse of reason and I left for a couple of years. I went to Tahoe for two years and then I went to New York for two years and absolutely the, the two years in New York were the absolute two worst of my entire life. So I've been here close to 30 years now. Why were those years the worst in your life? Because I wasn't on the mountains every day. I wasn't outside. I had a real job where they expect results. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, I'm not cut out for that kind of shit. But we almost knew instantly that we made a horrible mistake. You know, when you're in your like 30s, you're like, oh man, I got to do something with my life. I got to go get a job. And we did that. And it turned out like, honestly, like it was horrible. I just, it was stressful. We were, all we were was just like making money and like buying things and drinking all the time for no reason. Not that I don't that, do that now, but I do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I think part of the reason my longevity as a coordinator, I think I'm like one of the longest ones at this point is I look back on some of those days in New York doing sales and having people scream at me and like worry about making numbers and stuff. And like, I know this is a stupid cliche, but literally my worst day at Snowmass and coordinating is a thousand times better than my best day in New York. hundred percent. Tell me what you do as a coordinator. My philosophy is I'm here for the team. I've never viewed myself. Like when someone says, this is my boss, I, it cringes me. I don't like it because I don't view myself as that. I view it as like, I'm here to help. I'm here to somehow mentor, not so much in the snowboarding aspect of things, but just in the ski aspect of things um, to be helpful and just make people's jobs easier for them. What's your favorite part? The connections you make. Like I would have left coordinating I would have just taught because that's, I, you know, there's a lot of good aspects to that, but just the connections you make, like we have a connection. We all have a love of skiing and snowboarding mm. and you like most places say they're a family, but you don't have a connection of like my summer job, cutting grass, trimming trees, <laughs> fixing irrigation. Like we do it because we need a job in the summertime, but there's no common love of anything that unites us like it does here. Mm. So I think that's what I like the most. But what was it that drew you 
to snowboarding? A couple of things. When I started, it was a low snow year. And when I went out on a snowboard with some snowboarders and they looked at the hill so differently. It was fun. It was a game. Snowboarding's based out of skill, style, and freedom. And that appealed to me immensely. And, the, and, and also, a powder day on a, on a snowboard is like three to four inches for me. You know, because I don't weigh anything. I'm on a board. So it's like every day's a powder day, practically. And it's just the floating sensation of it. I fell in love with it. Something awoken me when I started snowboarding. Do you have a favorite memory of working at Snowmass? Well, I, there, I do have a recent memory of going to Serbia with about 50 snowboarders. Um, that, that was this summer with Toby and Tamara's wedding. Um, that really kind of rang home the whole, like, what we do here is special. The fact that we all made it there and just, I don't know, it was really cool. That, that's a good memory I have. I'll always have that memory. Is there any memories you that come, that come up that are specific to Snowmass? Well, I'd like that powder day that you and I just did lap after lap on the burn. And the burn was closed because it was a storm. And we just happened to be on the knob and have our radios on. That's the greatest thing about having radio. Like, comes across, burns open. And we're like, look at each other like... It burns open. It was like a Tuesday. Like it was a, it was like 11. No one expected it. We just went down there and just was like one sick lap. Like one more. We did one more like eight times. And you had a bag of Christmas ball ornaments that you like held in your hand the entire time. Didn't put them down to come back and get them. <laughs> we literally, it was like seven or eight runs of just like awesomeness. I was exhausted. I do remember that as one of my best powder days. I agree. That was amazing. And I did not put that ornament bag down because every time we did a run, I thought after this one. It would be the last. But we got to the bottom. We're like, I can't stop doing that. We can't stop doing no. it. And it felt like we were farming lines. We started, you know, on the right side. Yep. And, 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 just, and it was just one. It, it, the last run was just as good as the first run. It was. It wasn't like it was getting, tra- like it was one of those days that just worked. That's amazing. How would you describe Snowmass? To someone you've never met, but you want them to know how much the people and the place mean to you. Um, as far as the hill itself goes, it's it would I think which the biggest quality that I like about it is you can't describe it in one thing. It's like if you took the other four uh, the three mountains here and put them together, that's basically snow mass. We have a beginner area like buttermilk. You know what I mean? We have steep stuff. We have we have trees. We have 3,000 acres. Uh, I like the fact that there's not a million catwalks everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're right in areas. And, and it's like some places you go, you're like, oh, I'm just getting somewhere. Mm. You know, I'm going A to B. If you look online, a lot of people talk about Aspen and Snowmass and how it was better. It was better in my day. Was it? I think this is our day. Like now is our day. I think this is an era right now, especially in the snowboard division. I just feel like it's happening. Like we can just pull up videos and show new guys like things we've done. And they like the battle on on the bricks, all the snowboard Olympics we've done, just the antics we do every morning at freaking lineup is hilarious. I think the the time is now. 
If you think about all those antics, what's one that sticks out the most? I do like when Hooks, Wade, and Toby made a beginner sign on top of the Ridge Trail. That's one of the questions we get asked the most is, where does level one scares me? And we kind of get sick of answering it. So they, they put a sign, made a bunch of bed sheets, and you could see it from the plaza on like the side of a cliff. So we could just point up there. That's where they meet. Uh, that was a good one. Um, Toby likes to kick the clipboard out of my hand in front of the rookies a lot of times just to like, get a reaction from them. That's, that's always funny. He likes to do that once a year. I'm like, Toby, they don't know that yet. Do that. Stop. Um, I need these people to respect me. <laughs> I remember what, yeah, he did that once and someone goes, that's how you get out of work. <laughs> I'm not working. You can't make me. That's Toby's favorite saying. Um, there's just constant barrage of funny ass shit that goes on almost every single day. Hello, listeners. Are you enjoying the Snowmass Extreme podcast? Would you like to hear more content just like this? Subscribe to the Snowmass Extreme podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and tell your friends. Because it's a big-ass mountain, and there are free refills for everyone. Oh my god, Pete. Pete? Pistol Pete? Pistol Pete? Oh man, yeah. Oh, Pedro. Pete want one of these? That sandbagging son of a bitch. Uh, Pete is probably one of the best managers I've ever worked for. I can hands down say that. Like, cool, bro takes care of business. Like, he gets it. I love I love the Pete. He is a pistol. Um, whether that be a water pistol or, you know, a Glock, I don't know, but they call him the pistol. I was actually with Pistol Pete when he got his tattoos. I saw a little bit more of him than I wanted to, but uh, if you ever get the chance, have a look at those pistols. Pete is uh, he is the lighthouse that keeps everyone safe and the fire that keeps everyone warm. Pete, love Pete. Are you kidding me? He's a, he's one of the greatest coordinators I've, I've worked with. He's really good. He really takes care of me personally. You know, Pete's such an incredible coordinator. Just always a good guy to have it. You know, you cruise down the lineup and you see Pete there and it's always a smiling face. I feel like he also is extremely good under pressure. You know, it'll be like December 28th. Feels like you're at like war, basically. And he's just calm, cool, collected, just going around like, hey, this is you. This is you. And he's he's like perfect for the role. Because, you know, because I, I never knew Pete as an instructor. He's always been a coordinator at some point in the in the game. But. Pete, yeah, if Eric would have been a coordinator, would have been Pete, you know? Pete lets us do our thing, and he just does his little gentle guiding to keep it all together, and he really doesn't have to do much because it's so good that he lets us, you know, the gears just go and the machine runs, and we're so lucky. Yeah, I'd vote for Pete. You know, it's a funny one. It's a funny one because... Pete's an okay snowboarder. <laughs> I see him and I want to I'll give a little bit of feedback. But what he lacks in that sort of finesse of riding that the Alan Davenport's, the Jay Turney's, the um, Eric Smith's had, he makes up in who he is as a, as a human being and how he takes care of people, understands people, 
No, Pete's just a, he's a wonderful guy. Pete, you're easy. Closer to a brother than a friend. Oh, I just love Pete. So glad Pete's with us. And I'm so glad that he won the award, actually, because he's, he's such an advocate for us. Sometimes I feel that we need that. And to have Pete on our team is, I, I'm really grateful for him. I mean, Pete, when he came here and he came from the ski side, he didn't know what what to expect. I mean, we just had, God, who we have? Uh, is that Susan? I think after Susan or something like that. But anyway, you know, coming in the coordinating. And uh, I mean, he can just be the most like open, welcoming guy to whatever you need and whatever you got going on. I couldn't appreciate it more for from a boss. One of the best, right? Isn't he? I mean, everyone loves him. I mean, I'm sure everyone's going to say that, but I'll tell you a story about what I remember. Like, I remember when Pete came here, right? It was it was you, Susan, Lars. Remember that? Remember Lars? Lars left. Lars went back to teaching, and we needed to fill in a spot. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And I remember Susan. I remember Susan coming to us, coming to the boys, you know, the mean ones. I was one of them, I'm sure. I remember her coming and being like, listen, guys, we're getting a new coordinator. He's going to be a skier. And, you know, and everybody's already, whoa, I hate this. You know what I mean? Everybody already, she knew, she knew. She was like, listen, guys, just be nice to him. Don't, you know what I mean? Just be nice to him. I'm, we're watching you. We're watching you. Just be nice. We said, all right. Yeah, you know, Susan left, you know, and all of us were talking. We we're like, yeah, this dude, you know, yeah, he's not going to make it. I'm going to make sure he doesn't make it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, you, y'all make sure he doesn't make it. How about you? Yeah, we'll make sure he doesn't. He's not going to make it. We'll get somebody else. You know, this isn't going to last. He's just going to come in here and, you know what I mean? He's a skier. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were mad. We were up in arms. We were peasants with pitchforks. You know what I mean? We were ready to burn him at the stake. <laughs> he was a witch. We were going to burn him. And we were mad. And I'll never, ever forget the first day down there. We were all waiting. Here, you know, here he comes. You know, and we all watched him come in. He went around talking to people and, you know, we're kind of talking to each other and then looking and watching him. And every time I turned around, man, a different person was laughing. You know what I mean? And I'll turn back around and turn around and he's talking to a new person and they're laughing too. Dude, 15 minutes later, 15 minutes later, Pete had won over that entire lineup, me included. You know what I mean? I don't, couldn't tell you what he told me, couldn't tell you what he said to me, or if he even said anything at all. Maybe I was just watching him. But it took him 15 minutes to turn an angry mob of pitchfork-wielding snowboard instructors into, like, his best friends. I watched him do it. it took him 15 minutes. And into a hostile environment. <laughs> so, so, yeah, to that, I mean, after that, ever since then, it's been like, hey, Pete, if there's, you know, we, you know, all, we would jump in front of a machine gun for him. Thank God for Pete. For real. Like, we need to, like, clone him. <laughs> I'm like, we need to, like, clone Pete. That's what's so great about him is he doesn't feel like a supervisor. He feels like your friend who cares about you. But he also, like, keeps that professionalism. But anyway, Pete, Pete is amazing. And I'm so glad we stole him. Or I don't even know if we stole him. Don't you think he was just always a snowboarder at heart? That that's what it, he found himself through us. And like, we're just so proud of you, Pete, that you found who you are. Like you are a snowboarder. So thank you. focus of this season of this podcast is people that have won the E. Smith Award. Uh, it's also called the Mind, Body, and Spirit Award. 
you've won this. What does it mean to you? Well, I, I do remember it as a, 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 actually a semi-funny story when I didn't know I won it. And I thought it was somebody else. And I'm just sitting there, you know, like twiddle my thumbs up there. And you're telling a story like you do about the person. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. That sounds like something I would do. <laughs> at that point, you're looking at me like, you know, now, don't you? I was like, what is he looking at me like that for? And then I was like, then finally I was like, oh, shit, he's talking about me. I won this thing. And I just remember like that moment, honestly, just. I don't know. It's it's like something we take seriously. And it like if you don't know that, it sounds like, oh, it's just an award. And like you kind of like, okay, thank you, and go on your way. But every person that I know of won it has said how much it meant to them, me included. Like it, it, I still really felt validated. I felt accepted. I felt part of the team. I was like, I felt like I belong here. And I like I I felt it. I like I knew it. I knew it was happening. Like it meant a lot. And I think that's kind of a common thread with the people that have won it so th that I've seen and, and uh, have talked to about it. So it was, it was cool. I don't think you can qualify or quantify what it takes to win that award, to be nominated, to, to win it. Do you have any idea what that might be? Mm, I oh, I know there's a common theme, like when the person's announced and they win it, the crowd goes nuts. People are like, yes, that person's awesome. I'm so glad they won it. You know what I mean? There's, there's that general theme of like, you know, it's, I think it have, might have something to do with that. Yeah, it's, it is hard to kind of quantify because everyone's kind of different too. Like, like the winners are different and what they bring is different, but I think the underlying theme is again, that what brings us here, what unites us. And it's the love of living in the mountains. I mean, it's not just snowboarding. I like, when I won it, I was like, I am the worst snowboarder to get this award. <laughs> and I probably always would be. But so it's not just snowboarding. It's the love of snowboarding. It's the love of being here. It's the love of the outdoors. It's the love of this place. So I think that's kind of a unifying aspect. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. This was great. It's fun. I feel like we're just talking. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's the point. Yeah. Thank you, Pete. It's always fun talking with you. And I agree. Now is our time. But I can't help thinking you inadvertently quoted Goonies. Oh, well, it still fits. If you like this show, please share, rate, and review us on your podcast app. Our theme music is by Lonnie Betts and the Squeaky Sneaker Band. Until next time, stay healthy and be excellent to each other. tattoos in my nether areas <laughs> can you be more descriptive like where my bathing suit covers mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's and what that's are the tattoos of pistols and roses what kind of and roses yeah revolvers yep it's pretty sweet if, if this was a tv show i would i would definitely give a quick little why did you yeah. get 
these tattoos? Um, I just thought they looked badass. <laughs> that was going to be a porn star for a short time. <laughs> Wait, you thought you were or yeah. you were? No, I thought it was good. I thought that might have been a path I might take one day, you know, so. But you went to, to ski instruction first. First, yeah. And then that was, you know, it just how I ended up. <laughs>